When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the CHGO Sky Podcast presented by CD1 Price Cleaners. Visit chgo.cd1.com for all your garment needs and cares. We got a new sponsor, and we also got some brand new news that really caught everybody off guard in regards to the direction of the franchise, and that's by way of them losing franchise player Kalia Copper in a trade to the Phoenix Mercury in exchange for pieces that we'll speak to a little bit later on in the show, but we don't want to bury the plot. So we're going to go ahead and start by speaking on everything that is and was now for the Chicago Sky. Kalia Copper. It's a tough loss for the franchise. Obviously, there's a lot of layers and things that led up to the point at which we're at now, which is us having this conversation about the career that was and her time spent with the Chicago Sky. Nonetheless, I mean, where to begin with it? It it definitely caught everybody off guard. And I mean, you definitely have to understand where Kalia Copper is coming from. This is a player that is entering the very the very peak of her prime in terms of her athletic and skill set optimization. And it's just not matching the timeline that the Chicago Sky are moving on in terms of the newness with the franchise and having not just a new head coach, but also having a new general manager, a lot of new moving pieces that are fluid around the franchise, new pieces with the ownership on top of that, and them completely striking out in free agency. And in addition to her having signed the contract extension at the end of the season, of course, which came as big news in, in regards to her potentially staying with the franchise, not unlike other pieces like Joel Lloyd did with the Seattle Storm. Uh, we just didn't see the didn't see the sky in terms of ownership and in terms of the decision makers do their job and what was agreed upon when she signed the contract extension, which was that she would be facilitated to in terms of having pieces around that would help her to not have to carry so much of the load in terms of keeping the Chicago sky in a winning status in the stratosphere of Chicago sports, but also in the stratosphere of where the WNBA is heading. And unfortunately those things did not align in terms of what was agreed upon and what we saw come to fruition after day one of free agency. And then after day two, three and four and five, and we're now seeing ourselves where we're at now with, them ultimately agreeing to go their separate ways and the franchise doing a solid by her in terms of getting her to a team where she can continue to contend and give herself another opportunity at winning potentially another championship. 
it's a tough, tough, tough pill to swallow. Uh, but let's go ahead and kind of dive into everything that was going on with it. So it's kind of setting the scene with Chicago being the third, third biggest market in terms of uh, commerce and the economics and things of that nature in the United States. Chicago being the third biggest market and struggling to keep players on contract basis with the team for consecutive seasons now since they won their championship in 2021. It, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to point the finger at one specific entity, as I mentioned on the timeline earlier today, and I still stand by that. But I also feel at the same time that things have to be kind of kind of given blame in a priority type of list, and you can't start anywhere anywhere but with the ownership and with the decision makers in the front office. Everything kind of stems from that. We saw Candace Parker leave the franchise season after winning the championship with her hometown team and her openly speaking to the lack of uh, resources and the lack of amenities that the Chicago Sky franchise has, especially in comparison to other franchises, like, for example, the team she ultimately decided to go to in Las Vegas with the Aces, having their brand new practice facility and having a ton of other different things that just cater to the players by giving them the bare necessities that they should have as the all-world talents that they are in the best women's basketball league in the world, giving them those those baseline features that they need to just be the best versions of themselves and doing so in a in a concise way that makes sense logistically, I don't feel like that's a lot to ask for. And it seems like there was some tug of war going back and forth with Kalia Copper um, kind of calling the front office to task in regards to them um, upping the initiative and the haste at which they were moving to get plans in motion to put themselves in a position that where they can have their own facilities, not unlike the Seattle Storm are developing, which just opened up at the beginning of the month, not unlike we just mentioned with the Las Vegas Aces, not unlike with what's going on with the Phoenix Mercury, with Matt Ishby, a new owner, um, not just facilitating to the men's side of hoop, but also to the women's side and giving them state-of-the-art facilities to practice and condition themselves and take care of themselves in. That's also in a neutral location to where it's easy to get from point A to point B in terms of going from a practice facility for a shoot-around to going to the arena for game day, all while traveling from home. It's an all-encompassing thing, and quite honestly, it feels like that was a snag that the Chicago Sky hit in multiple seasons in a row now in terms of negotiating with free agents. And obviously the biggest one coming recently today, um, just by way of them having to go their separate ways with Kalia Copper, stemming from them not being able to net the top end free agents for her to continue to compete with as she has for pretty much her entire tenure with the Chicago Sky. It's a very unfortunate situation, and it really just speaks to the climate of the WNBA in terms of players and the player empowerment and them understanding that they're the ones that are in control of how hastily franchises are going to start moving towards just putting themselves, just putting them in better positions and situations where they can be their best selves. I don't feel like they're asking for too much. In fact, I think they're asking, they could ask for a lot more, but this is definitely a start. And we've seen with the decisions of players like, like Skylar Diggins Smith, like Neko Gumake, who just recently mentioned um, in an interview. And I wish I could attribute the source. I believe it was Sean Hurd of um, ESPN, if I'm not mistaken. 
uh, he said he had a conversation with with NECA in I think November, and it was just kind of a, a general conversation because obviously there's only so much you can say as a player when you're in um, potential negotiations with teams and things of that nature. You don't want to mess anything up. Nonetheless, uh, Sean Hurd made sure to emphasize that NECA was clear and concise with her communication as far as the importance that investing in for franchises to invest in their teams and their players even more so in the facilities that they're being enabled to practice in, to play in. Even something as, as simple as like Candace Parker mentioned with her exodus from the sky, that she never had her own locker room until she got with the Las Vegas Aces. And that having something like that being presented to her as something that's unique from any other situation that she'd been in over the course of her long stretching career at this point, that says a lot in terms of where the W is and for the teams that are behind the eight ball that can't get just that, that foundation level of investing into, into their franchise as players. Like I don't, I, again, like I said in the opening, I don't feel like that's a lot to ask for in any capacity. And it's, it's, just a tough situation to be in. But nonetheless, if we could get that graphic looking at looking back at the trade and looking at specifically all of the, the things detailed. So we got players departing from the Chicago sky, obviously Kalia Copper. But in addition to that, after the initial news of the trade broke, maybe an hour, hour and a half later, maybe two hours later, we saw that Morgan Birch was also being thrown into this trade. And this is, again, just a tough pill to swallow for the sky in terms of pieces that were integral to the team last season. But they'll be receiving Michaela Onyewere, Brianna Turner, the Phoenix Mercury's 2024 first-round pick, which happens to be the third pick in this upcoming draft in a few months. In addition to that, they'll be receiving their 2026 first-round pick, multiple 2025 second-round picks from Phoenix, and the rights to a 2026 second-round pick swap with the Phoenix Mercury. That is quite a solid haul to return to get in return for the top-end talent that Kalia Copper is, in addition to Morgan Birch being thrown into this trade. But it's still, it's still obviously never going to equate to what Kalia Copper is in the present day, and that's giving you something that you know is a bona fide top 10, whatever you want to rank her, top 10 player in the W that gives you a chance to win every night and gives you stability and structure and also obviously facilitates to fans and supporters of your brand that you have a winning piece that's going to not only just bring give them a reason to come to watch the games, but also bring that fire that's synonymous with the city. And I feel like that's, that's a big shooter feel for whoever is the next person to step up to take that mantle from from what was with Kalia Copper and her tenure with the sky. But that's kind of just where that's kind of just where things are headed and and super abruptly and swiftly at this point. So kind of like with the with the franchise, fans and supporters of the brand are gonna have to kind of adjust because things are <laughs> things are quickly changing, not just with the sky, but with the W as a whole. And we've seen all the player movement that's happened over the last couple of seasons. Um it really just suggests that more of that is to come, especially with like I mentioned in the opening as well with the teams, the different teams that are actually investing, more players are going to want to continue to go to those teams and might even potentially take a pay cut from a team that might be able to pay more for their services just to have those amenities because ultimately that's what you want. That's what's going to really help you win. Obviously, they want to make their money, but if you can take slightly less and also get in return 
these extra things that don't exist in other situations that also always give you a chance to win as well, you're going to kind of weigh your options a little differently. And it seems like that's kind of what they kind of ran into with um, the conversation they had with Neko Gumake, um, the potential conversations they probably had with Skylar Diggins Smith, and just not being able, in terms of comparing the situations that they could go to, which ultimately they both ended up going to the Seattle Storm, and we just spoke to the facilities that they have, in contrast to the sky, you're just not at you're not at a, a neutral level of of um of just leveraging what you have and just negotiating in general. You can't really compete with what you can't compare to in those senses. And that makes it tough to that makes it tough to even have a conversation in depth when you're trying to present yourself to a prospective player or players that you might want to help your franchise player win. And you know, things are just really really changing quickly. And you just gotta kind of just kind of chalk it up at this point. I mean, this is a situation you put yourself in, and everything continues to stem from the lack of urgency that we're not seeing from that we're not seeing from the from the front office and from ownership. A lot of things have been extremely slow paced with the decision making and how they've gone about executing upon plans that have been communicated to the masses. If we look at uh, maybe a little bit, a little bit less than a year or a little bit over a year ago, um, the front office speaking to them having plans to find a location for a practice facility and potentially having having it built up and having it ready for seasons to come in um, the not too distant future. And we haven't really heard much from them on that front. Uh, whenever conversations have come up, they've kind of given the at the surface level um politically right answer in terms of just speaking to things being in the works and things can only be in the works for so long without having some type of repercussions and we saw the the next biggest domino after Candace Parker and all of the former Scott players that left the franchise in free agency last year in this season seeing Kalia fall and ultimately choose elsewhere that's that's just unacceptable they got to be better and you know obviously Obviously, they're trying, but the trying part is not going to be enough for winning. <laughs> you got to actually execute. No different than Kalia Copper has to execute when she was with the franchise. No different than any other entity of the franchise has to execute and doing their job. They're now being called to task in a different way, in a different light, and they'll be under a microscope from plenty, uh, from supporters to reporters to you know, any any entity of the W, everybody's going to have a spotlight on the franchise considering how swiftly things have moved from where they were just three seasons ago to where they are now. The mountaintop of the W to this kind of this kind of bottom end presence that they that they have at the moment and the rumors and conversations around the league in terms of the reputation that they have for the lack of investing and the lack of urgency with which they do so for the players in the franchise. This is just it's just a, a lot a lot going on it's honestly hard to process completely just because things are happening so swiftly and on top of that you can't just stop now because they obviously have a roster they have to facilitate to and they have to build out for this upcoming season so you can't even rest on your you can't even just rest on what just happened you have to continue to move forward and it makes things it makes things tough and it it really is just going to it's just going to come down to them just filling out the roster and just trying to facilitate through the draft at this point. Obviously, taking the pieces that you have on the roster like Dana Evans and continuing to invest in those pieces internally 
and even put them in positions to where they have more opportunity to play on the floor. But you know, it just makes things it makes it, it makes for extremely tough sledding. And it's gonna be a different, it's gonna be a different type of um different type of approach that Sky supporters and media members like myself are not accustomed to seeing from this team in the last couple of seasons. So um, just kind of looking at looking at where the franchise is right now, obviously we're still in the free agency period. So we're waiting to see what moves they will make moving forward. They have plenty of cap space in addition to the draft picks. And um, it's just going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens from here. Let's kind of take a look at what's going on in the comments with what questions we might have. Um, starting with our guy, Sky Show Shy. Um, he mentioned, do you think the Chicago team might ever become a WNBA relocation franchise that they move elsewhere? Honestly, no, I don't think so. Just because of what we mentioned earlier in terms of the economic status of Chicago being the third biggest market in the country, it's hard to replace that. And in addition to that, the successes that have come from here. And I mean, looking at the one thing that's really the hurdle for this team right now, which is just them establishing their own facilities, which would naturally attract more talent just by doing that in and of itself. I just can't see the the W ultimately deciding to relocate from Chicago. Um, I see them, I see Chicago as a lot more of a mainstay in terms of a staple for the W more than I see them being a potential team on the fringes that might get moved um, anytime in the future. So obviously that's speculation on my behalf. That's a great question. Um, it definitely brings intrigue and it remains to be seen, but I just don't see it happening at the moment just because, like I mentioned, it's the third biggest market. And there's one, there's one thing, it's not little, but it's one thing that they have to knock down domino-wise to get things in return. Uh, just kind of cycling through other comments. Um, shout out our guy Christian Braswell, who mentioned per Annie, Annie Constable. Um, no location has been selected. Uh, since there was an, an announcement of the separate facilities, like I said, that came almost a year ago to this day, uh, which, again, just speaks to the the slow pace at which the franchise and specifically with ownership and the decision makers in that entity of the team are moving at. Uh, it's completely unacceptable, especially looking at how other teams have moved um, and how they've obviously reaped the blessings that come from doing so. Um, and the, the sky just find themselves now on the complete opposite side of the spectrum in terms of how that goes. Um, shout out longtime supporter, always in the always in the chats, always giving us thumbs up and likes. Um, shout outs on Twitter, Region Rev. We appreciate you always. Um, just looking at a couple of Region Rev's comments. Uh, she says she's learning so much from the pod and chatters. Yeah, there's a lot going on. We're all still learning on the fly with that. And uh, her other comment was and just kind of looking at the Mercury. Uh, they're looking strong. In addition to the twilight years of uh, Diana Taurasi, what we presume the twilight years of her career, uh, one of the all-time greats, they're doing a fairly solid job with their new GM and their new coach and obviously new ownership with Matt Ishbia over there and facilitating to her a roster where she can continue to contend but also be able to do so without having to uh, shoulder such a big load as she might have in her earlier career, uh, seasons in her career that went out and signed a player like Natasha Cloud, one of the best point guards on the market, one of the best point guards in the W. Obviously, they still haven't officially brought back Brittany Griner, but all, all signs point to them bringing her back, and obviously them adding was adding to the roster around them. It's probably just a little bit of a snag in terms of her negotiations, in terms of finding a bottom-line number to agree on, but obviously expect for her to come back 
And that's going to only add to the abundance of talent they have in addition to younger pieces that they're also continuing to um, internally invest in. So we can just looking at the Mercury uh, going back to contender status from going from uh, being at the bottom of the league last season, um, just off of injuries more than anything, uh, they'll, they'll be right back into the thick of things in terms of contending. And they still have other moves that they can make as well, uh, which I might add in terms of what they have salary cap wise, what they have uh, pick wise and other things of that nature. Um, just cycling through on the comments a little bit more. Uh, we got shout out, shout out Jabez Patterson. Uh, who would you, who would you, what's it say? So who would be the perfect fit with the number three pick? That's a good question. Um, and obviously it's tough to gauge with the, with the, with the W in terms of who's going to actually come out just because obviously those things don't happen until right before the draft, which speaks to a larger issue in terms of how things are structured and set up uh, timeline wise. Nonetheless, I would go with Cameron Brink at this point, just thinking that Paige Beckers might not necessarily come out this season. And I think the best the best route for this guy to go at this at this point in terms of where they are franchise wise, what players they have, and kind of trying to project forward going into the future, you got to take the best player that's available. And right now, I think in terms of who I believe is going to be available on the board at number three for this franchise, Aaliyah Edwards is awesome, and this is no slight to her, but I think Cameron Brink would be a piece that they could build around, who might have a little bit more um, a little bit more potential in terms of having her game translate to the W level of play and all the demands that are going to come at her position specifically. Um, that's a, that, that again is a great question because obviously there's other things that they could do with this pick. Um, I'm not saying they will, but they could potentially trade it in addition to other players that they do currently have on a roster to see if they can net something else that helps better position them for, uh, whatever direction is they're trying to head going into this upcoming season. Um, it's just a tough situation to be in, obviously with so much ambiguity, but, you know, it's just kind of where you at. You got to play the hand that you that you kind of dealt to yourself in this situation at this point. Um, looking at KI's reply, you got Paige Becker is likely returning to college. Yeah, that's exactly what I was mentioning. Uh, it sounds like that's more than likely in terms of where she's been at coming back from her injury and getting back to being herself fully, uh, obviously taking full advantage of the extra year eligibility that she has as well. That makes complete sense. Um, and then you got the NIL deals, which obviously are going to, allow for players to have more um, more ownership over the decision that they're ultimately making. They can stay that extra year if they have it and not have to worry about issues monetarily uh, because they're being able to make money off of their likeness and things of that nature. So shout out to the NIL for that. I think that's great for the players to have that optionality and not feel so obligated to make one decision or the other. There's a little bit more liberation that comes with that for them. So I feel like that's appropriate. Um, Region Rev mentioning again, I uh, haven't followed Turner much since Andy. Uh, interesting addition. Yeah, uh, Turner has been, it's been some interesting um, ups and downs with her time in uh, in Phoenix. Obviously, she was on the team that went to the championship in 2021 when they went up against and ultimately lost to the Chicago Sky with Kalia Copper, uh, obviously garnering the w, the finals MVP. Uh, trophy in 2021 uh, it's been very up and down for her she haven't she hasn't really found her footing in terms of stamping the impact that she had in college on the w level uh, but nonetheless there's going to clearly be runway with the chicago sky in their present state uh, for her to find that footing 
be able to do so with a coach that's going to demand more out of her defensively in terms of versatility and activity, consistency in addition to all of that. So it's going to be interesting to, uh, to track that. Um, shout out to, forgive me if I pronounce it wrong, Aismay. Um, I believe I know who this is. I think I follow you on Twitter. Uh, shout out to you if that is you. But what about Rakia? I think Rakia is a is a, a great option to look at um, in terms of gauging what you could potentially get best that's best suits where your roster is talent wise um, going into this new rendition of the sky uh, with that number three pick. Obviously, wings are wings are of the highest value at this point where the where the W is heading. Being able to have bigger playmakers that can present all types of versatility, both on the ball and off the ball on the offensive side of the floor. I think there's a lot they could do with Rakia should she come and be the, the choice that they ultimately end up making. But I think somebody like Cameron Brink gives you a little bit more size and gives you a little bit more positional versatility to do just kind of a little bit of everything on the floor on both sides of the ball. And uh, this is just me kind of just speaking off of what I've seen uh, from both players in their collegiate career so far. I would give a slight edge to Cameron just off of the uh, the status in terms of being able to have won a championship and then being in the culture at Stanford and also just being able to potentially, um, like I said, see how well those skills of hers translate to the W level. Um, I kind of like her as a um, as a as a project to kind of build around and kind of see what you can get the most out of skill set wise. Oh, let's see. What other questions do we have in the chat? Um, Big fail by ownership from Melissa again. Um, shout out to Melissa for always supporting and being one of the people that really helps to facilitate to bringing more attention to the Chicago Sky on Twitter and doing so in person as well. If you don't follow her, she's a great follower, great person. Um, yeah, I think I think we touched on that almost immediately, and I think that's something that, regardless of what opinions people might have on what the team is doing, everybody can come together and kumbaya over. <laughs> over believing that it is a big fail and it was completely preventable. It's completely avoidable. And they just, I mean, fumbled the bag. They fumbled the bag in a few different respects. Uh, I think it all started with uh, losing Candace Parker. You lose Candace Parker. She's obviously candidly open about everything that, that went into her decision-making and why she ultimately ended up choosing to go to Vegas versus staying at home. Um, and, the sky obviously had to take those indictments to the chin, but they just took them and they haven't they haven't given any response with action at least since. There's been a lot of conversation, a lot of things being said, and all those things sound good, but when the execution is lacking, you find yourself in a situation like this, not just losing out on pieces that were part of the new type of um, the new era that you were going into, but you also lose out on a piece that was your franchise piece after losing those pieces that were mainstays prior. You lose out on somebody like Kalia Copper. Very tough situation to be in again, but you know, when you, when you play your cards that way, you got to kind of deal with the hand that you that you decided to play, uh, the way that you decided to play it. And now let's go to one more comment. Uh, let's see who had a good one. I think I saw one and I did not get a chance to get to. Um, okay, Erica H. So going to Erica H's comment, looking at um the previous GM. Um, and speaking to speaking to uh, James Wade leaving midseason last last season, obviously that was tough. Um, and there's a lot of other opinions and things of that nature that go to what was ultimately the decisions that James Wade made prior to him leaving. 
And I think that I think that could honestly be an entire podcast in and of itself. We've already had one and a half, I believe, actually. <laughs> and that's something we could definitely speak more to for a lot longer. But what I will say is you can't blame one specific entity for the complete abundance of mishaps and mismanagement of assets and lack of execution that the franchise in general has had. You can point to James Wade's shortcomings as a GM in terms of his decisions that he made with Marina Mabry and making that trade and using the, the the resources that he did to bring her in. But you also have to apply the context and think about why he might have decided to make that decision. I don't want to come across as a James Wade apologist because that trade was not good, obviously. Um, but you also have to look at it from his perspective. And if we're sitting here and we're looking at whether Chicago Sky are in terms of standing, across the entire W if we're comparing if we're comparing facilities and resources and how those things are perceived by by players that the team might be looking to either keep on roster or bring in as a new piece and we see how they struck out in free agency this season we also apply the context of a lot of those things being the reasons why Candace Parker decided to leave who's to say that there's other players that fell into that in alignment with that same thought process of players that either saw the sky as intriguing and left or were a part of the franchise and left because of things that other franchises have that might be better that they could facilitate to them in terms of having practice facilities, having your own locker, uh, having an arena that's essentially your own, if not completely your own, and things like that that obviously take great value for players. You have to look at and apply those things and think about James Wade and his situation, not as the not just as the head coach, but as the general manager. You have a franchise player in Kalia Copper, a perennial all-star at this point, one of the best players in the W in her prime. You can't just you can't just fork over an entire season. That's not an option because obviously you're gonna lose Kalia, which obviously their ultimate long-term play by the end of that season, which they ultimately did execute on, was to sign her to an extension through 2025, which they did. Now, obviously, they lost out on her, but looking at it in kind of a revisionist way, going back to the beginning of last season, you want to add as much talent around her and rebound from the, the talents that you lost to give her and the franchise as good a chance as you possibly can to win. On top of him also being a winning coach, one of the more winning coaches that was in the W prior to his exodus. So you look at it from that perspective, and you kind of just see that he was in a, he was in a, a little bit of a catch-22. And he had to do what he what he ultimately did, which was uh, trade for a player that he felt that got along with Kalia in terms of matching her her energy in terms of being a competitive player, but could also help her win more games and potentially take this team back to the playoffs, which they ultimately did. Um, but things obviously ran their course, and it did not work in this in this guy's favor, and that leaves a lot of a lot of things to be um, to be in question at this point. Uh, all those things obviously being James Wade, but I just want to make sure that people are applying the context as a whole and not just one piece of the context. Everything stemming from ownership, everything stemming from the decision makers in that realm and trickles down from there because if they handle their business on the side of having ownership and their business making decisions together, being able to get the facilities together or at least have a plan intact that people can trust and believe that's concise and we're seeing results from, that's a much better selling pitch than having really nothing to to sell in terms of looking at how to compete with other teams from that respect um, of the off the court variety. Um, we got a couple more. We got a couple more that I want to get to um, as I see them popping in the chat. 
let's go to uh, back to the Sky Show shot, looking at um, Weatherspoon Coach of the Year on the way. Um, it's safe to say she has a daunting task ahead of her, but who 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 else is better equipped in terms of having the energy needed to not um, lick your wounds per se or not sit and sulk, uh, but have that go-getter mentality, have that me-against-the-world mentality if need be, and go out and prove that is wrong. That's something Teaspoon has communicated on high volume that she's done over the course of her career, both as a player and just generally in life to get to where she ultimately is now as a legend in the W game, a legend in the game of basketball as a whole, and a and a person that is multifaceted in terms of the breadth of experience and knowledge that she's compiled over her career as a whole, transitioning from player to coach on the college circuit to skill development to now being a coach on the W side as a head coach. Um, I don't think there's any person that, that could be better equipped in terms of what they bring individually to take the situation and make the absolute most of it. What the most of it is remains to be seen, but nobody's going to be more equipped than Teaspoon to do so. I'm looking forward to covering the team, knowing that they're going to be under her brain trust and under her leadership and seeing the ways that all of the experiences that she's compiled over the course of her career can be applied to the now and ultimately help not just the players, but the franchise transition into a new era and do so with more energy than if it was led by anybody else. I'm curious to see how that goes, but I have all the utmost trust that Teaspoon is gonna is gonna have a plan attack to to make this a lot more um, to make it just more enjoyable than it might be than it might it might seem to be at this moment in time. Um, let's go to Xavier B. Um, woman got a loader rim to improve the game, closer three point shot and smaller ball already. Um, so. Honestly, that is that is just not that's just not it. That's not it. Um <laughs> that's just not it, man. Why would you like that's that that just makes no sense. That is that's that I'm gonna go ahead and go to the to the next reply on that one. Ain't no point in really diving into that. Um let's go, let's go look at we got one more from uh from Christian, I believe. Yeah. So it says there have been several Several older people in Chicago that have reached out to the Chicago to the Chicago Sky and the W about investing in the team as far as the location for the team, and no one has heard a single thing back since. Um, yeah, that that just really speaks to how slow the franchise is moving in terms of those decision making parts, and they got to be better. Um, I don't think you can say enough about how much they need to be called to action in terms of being held accountable, and. I mean, you, you really can't say enough about that part of it because without them doing their job, they're gonna they're not gonna be able to dig themselves out of the hole that they've put themselves in just by a lack of a lack of attention and a lack of uh, execution and a lack of just a lack of a feel that they have in terms of what's going on relative to the rest of the market of the W. Uh, they got to be better, and if they're not, then the franchise is gonna they got to make more decisions and put more people in power that are gonna take this franchise to these next steps that they're going to be needing to take because obviously uh, players like players like Kalia Copper only come so often and you have another opportunity this time to do so via the draft. But again, if you don't make those decisions and you don't get those plans in place to where you're seeing them piece by piece, 
kind of build up to what they ultimately need to be, you're gonna find yourself in the same situation. It's gonna become more cyclical. So there's a lot of a lot of calling the task that's that should stem from this situation. And it's gonna be intriguing to see how how those things kind of kind of fall out as we go forward. Um, I had one more, there was one more comment that I wanted to go to. Let me see who is this. Mm-mm. Okay, boom. So from from Dan Skyzak, excuse me if I mispronounced your last name. Does Weatherspoon prefer a certain type of player? And does that player affect any player decisions made by Jeff? That's a good question. And honestly, off the top of my head, I'm going to say no in terms of if that player would affect decisions made by Jeff, just because uh, with the question we spoke on about who this guy should go with with that third pick, uh, I was just speaking to them just needing to take the best player available and you just make the pieces fit in your puzzle around that going forward. But also, this is kind of a little bit of what um, what I talked about in terms of the timeline, in terms of how things are structured organization-wise uh, for the W at this moment in time with free agency coming before the draft rather than free agency coming after the draft. It makes things a little bit tougher in terms of if you're trying to build your roster, starting with a obviously important piece coming from a top-end pick in the draft. A lot of your, de- your decisions in terms of free agency are going to come before that. And you might make some moves on the fringes in terms of adding pieces to your roster after that. But it's going to be a, a lot harder if you want to move in the respect from how I'm understanding your question. Um, so, no, I don't think they're going to be having an effect on each other in that respect. But that's just kind of that's just kind of where they are right now based off of how the timeline for the W is. And then one more one more quick one. Um, shout out Mark Shannon. We're going to look at his look at his reply real quick. Um, so to the current starting five is Dana, Marina, Diamond, Izzy, and um, Elizabeth Williams. Honestly, I think I think yes to four-fifths of that, um, maybe three-fifths potentially. It just kind of depends on what they're doing, what they're going to end up ultimately deciding to do in free agency. And then obviously, like we talked about with the draft, if they draft a player like Cameron Brink with that third overall pick, Naturally, she's going to slot herself in at that four position, which would probably move somebody like Isabel Williams, I mean, excuse me, Izzy Harrison to the bench um, in place of her to start next to Elizabeth Williams. I could see that occurring if if that's the position that they end up drafting at just because of the um, the talents and how they decide to go about with the roster going forward. But also the other one that I don't think is as sure as um, as people are kind of projecting it to be, and that's... Um, Dana's starting. So I'm of the mindset that uh, considering the 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 lack of um, execution from this guy in free agency, I feel like Dana's the best option for the team at point guard, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to start just because I think so or just because that's what the masses feel. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Coach T- uh, Teresa Witherspoon decides to do in terms of the starting lineup, whether she thinks that Lindsay Allen, who they just signed in free agency at the end of last week, if she feels like she might be a more stable, more stable um, type of force, just being the veteran that she is and the style of point guard that she is, would she like to give Dana more reign to more free reign to be um, the player that she wants to be in a six player to uh, in a six player to year type of role? Will it be kind of altering over the course of the season based on who's playing better? Is it going to come down to who plays better in in uh, preseason and in training camp? It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But I do think that one thing that's abundantly clear 
clear is that there's going to be a lot for Dana to learn from Lindsey Allen just off of going against each other at practice and being in such consistent communication with the veteran point guard that, that she is because there's a there's a level of experience that Dana has and there's a level of experience that Lindsey has and the ability to be able to share those experiences and for Dana to continue to be a sponge to yet another veteran point guard that she can learn from in a line of solid, very solid point guards from Courtney Vandersloot to obviously Courtney Williams recently that she's been able to learn from. It's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out, but I think it's ultimately going to set up Dana for long-term success, uh, regardless of if she's officially starting this season or not. All right, let's get to a quick ad read before we kind of start wrapping things up here. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we got a new sponsor here at CHGO for the Sky with the uh, with the CD1 Price Cleaners. Uh, we'd like to thank CD1 Price Cleaners for sponsoring this show. Low prices, customers sale of 30% on their dry cleaner bill by switching to CD1 price cleaners. Simple, transparent service. Other cleaners charge a different price for every garment type, plus they have upcharges and you may pay a different price each time you visit. At CD1 price cleaners, we charge one low price for any garment, yep, even sports jerseys, the same one low price. Fast turnaround, CD1 price cleaners has your order ready the same day or next day. Other cleaners take two to four days to have your garments ready. And you can also get text alerts from CD1 to let you know when your clothes are ready for pickup. They also have a wide variety of services from dry cleaning wash to fold, laundry, blankets, and comforters, tailoring and altering, leather, cleaning area rugs. They even do boots. For example, if you have if you have Uggs and you're a uh, you're a Uggs connoisseur, um, especially with the winters and the, the cold falls that we have, you can send your boots to CD1 and they'll clean them and they'll do it thoroughly and they'll bring them back to you looking brand new and I'll have them back to you within a week or so. It's different things like that with CD1 that you don't usually get from every other tailoring service or cleaning service that you might try to go through in terms of dry cleaners. So just another competitive advantage that CD1 has. So you can visit chgo.cd1.com. The link is in the description. Once you're there, you can pick from an in-store location coupon or you can go online for pickup and use delivery options for coupons from there. Again, that's visit chgo.cd1.com, and the link is in the description. All right, to kind of just round this show out, um, I wanted to look at a couple of more comments real quick, and then we can go ahead and just kind of wrap things up and then give you guys a little bit of a preview or a heads up in terms of where we'll be going um, going forward as far as uh, shows and topics to speak on. Um, let's look at... Yes, there's one from uh, back to our guy, the Sky Show Shy, um, speaking that he was still of the mindset that Courtney Vandersloot was the trigger and then Candace left, but that's just him. I can't remember specifically off the top of my head in succession which came first, but it definitely felt like there was some conversations had with those players, especially of the the OG realm of that roster that won a championship in twenty that won the championship in twenty twenty one. I'm not going to say they were in like cahoots with each other or anything like that, because obviously they made their own decisions based on their own merits, but it did feel like it was, it was, there was a lot of uh, similarity in terms of the mindsets and perspectives that they had going into, um, going into the decision-making process for themselves individually uh, with free agency and ultimately seeing the sky be without either one of those pieces that, that, that decided to leave. Um, 
Let's see. Do we have any more? Um, I saw one. Okay, also from Sky Showshine. Speaking to Dana and Marina, uh, All Star Game seasons on the way. I don't know if they'll garner All Star level uh, production or All Star level voting or All Star level attention, but I do think they're set up for opportunities to be uh, potentially the best versions of themselves with the runways given uh, by the absences of players like Clea Copper going elsewhere. Um, that's just giving more opportunity and touches, more opportunities and attention in terms of scouting reports from opponents for them to test their skill sets and just ultimately just be a better version of themselves. We're having a little bit more, um, a little bit more in terms of volume of touches and usage to to go at it to go at it with. So I'm curious to see what they do with with the opportunity and the runways given. But judging off of everything that we've seen from them in their stints overseas, uh, they've both completely completely taking their games to different levels, whether that be adding some new skill sets, whether that be just having more control over their individual games. And it's going to be interesting to see how those things that they've garnered skill-wise and experience-wise overseas, how they translate back to the to the W, specifically with the Chicago Sky. And I have one more. Looking at Matt, Matthew Morrison, shout out my guy Morris. Um, looking at his comment, he mentioned that Brink will not probably Brink will probably not be available if Page goes back to UConn, though. Um, just kind of speaking to speaking to the draft and looking at what players might potentially be available and things like that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, like I mentioned, a lot of ambiguity in terms of what the order of the players available will be, and ultimately what the franchises with picks before the Chicago Sky decide to do with theirs. Um, so that's why we why I just kept hammering home the point of them needing to just look at the best player available um, and just, just deciding to go with that from there and then building a roster out and just transitioning forward with the with the franchise moving forward from there. Uh, it's just, again, a tough situation to be in, but, you know, you play your cards that way, you kind of got to kind of deal with what you got, what you got coming forward from there. Um. That's really all we got for this episode. It's just really kind of a newser, just kind of speaking to the different things that we're hearing, different things we're seeing, sharing my perspectives, um, facilitating a space for us to have a little bit of a conversation. Obviously, you guys can't talk directly to me back and forth, but I can read your comments and uh, just really kind of getting some thoughts off. So we appreciate you all for tapping in with us here at CHGO. Again, we are now sponsored by CD1 Price Cleaners. Shout out to CD1 Price Cleaners for sponsoring us. Um, don't forget the link is in the bio if you want to tap in and grab a coupon, take some clothes there, get your get your Uggs cleaned as we transition into spring potentially here in Chicago. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we appreciate y'all. Um, again, things are tough right now, but just kind of let things naturally take their course, and we'll see where things are headed into the regular season. But we will have plenty more coverage coming of the Chicago sky as we see the franchise transition into this new rendition. We'll have more coming on the pieces received in this trade in Brianna Turner and Michaela Onyewere, in addition to Lindsey Allen and other potential pieces that, you, that the Chicago Sky might add via free agency coming up in our next episode. In the next handful of days, in addition to also having more written work and film work coming from myself on Twitter and on YouTube. So be, out, be on the lookout for those things. Uh, do us a favor. Also leave us a thumbs up in the in the comments there on YouTube. We appreciate y'all for tapping in with us again. This is the CH CSGO Sky Show, uh, the podcast signing off.
Peace. We appreciate y'all. Y'all silly like the mayor.